Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Flight. Wait, this ain't even a flight. This is an out-of-home, in-house session. Let's go. You listen to the out-of-home podcast. You're listening to the out-of-home podcast. Are you locked into the out-of-home podcast? You're listening to the out-of-home podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. I can't really. I got I got leads all over me, bruv. If I'm if I move, then uh, I fuck up the whole thing. I've literally strapped myself into this podcast. Huh? You say you don't want to repeat of last week. <laughs> you uh, uh, we can laugh about it now. To be fair, let's laugh about it. Did you see my yeah, face? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm not the oh. kind, I'm not I'm not the kind of guy to laugh at a man's demise. He's a liar. <laughs> You're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> You're a liar. It's only after I was watching it after. You're actually a liar, bro. No, 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 no. Because when it was happening, we were supporting you. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, I don't, I don't know because I, I don't know. Obviously, you was because I, I heard back to the recording whilst you guys were like. Holding me down, I was like, oh, okay, at least they didn't throw me under the bus. Apart from Ndidi when he was like, the boy has gone to the market. Man, Stephen threw you under the bus. Of course he did, Stephen man. Like, you know what? Stephen is slightly, slightly, slightly coming after really? me, bruv. Sli- 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 Stephen slightly hates me, fam. Slivering. Yeah, that's his. That's his. That's his. Um. That's his nickname for today. When I introduce you, like, I asked him to um... Sly Stephen. <laughs> I asked him to send my sister a, a happy birthday message, innit? Because my oh, sister that... loves him. I don't know why. I don't Bro. know what it is. That's mad. So man sent her like a nice um, 45 second long voice note. Swear it down. A voice and note. I sent it to my sister. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. A young voice it to note. My sister. Yeah. Oh, here he is. Here he is. going to make her day, bro. <laughs> man like Stephen, bro. Man like Stephen. Hold on. My boy. Let me make sure that this is all on still. No, Kwame, your background is so picturesque, bro. It's good, isn't it? Sunglasses, isn't it? I love it. And your Wi-Fi is on point, bro. What's happening today? I don't know, bro. Where, where is he? Where is he? Kwame's reinvigorated, bro. Where is he? I think he has. He's had enough of the jokes. He's actually had enough of the jokes. <laughs> so, uh, I, 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 I bought all the I bought all these things on the Wi-Fi section on the weekend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, yes. It, yes, it you did. Does pain me how it. I was lacking in two houses, though. Huh? Like, it does pain me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because he used to use the location as the excuse before. Yeah, oh, I could say, oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's, yeah, the, yeah, same, yeah. it's the same as here as well. What? What do you mean? I don't know. I don't finally know. finished the... Um, at my girl's house and my house, the internet is spotty. What are the chances? Oh, so it's like, oh, oh, oh. I hate you. So, 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 so it's, it's almost like to the point where I, on Friday, I, I left that her house or I came here for that for this recording and it was still spotty. So I'm like... I'm just screwed either way, bro. Yeah, I'm going to win, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucked up. I have to call on the road, sir. It's fucked up, man. Shout out to Bizzle. What, what's the... Where's what's Steven? What's the guy doing, bro? He told me... It? I bet he's playing with Wayne Rooney in 2032. Oh, God. Yeah, something going on, bro. Running it. Running it. Hey, we should get... We should get... We should get Coco to, to judge the drip for that Judge who? <laughs> Steven. Everyone. Oh, shit! Is that... <laughs> I 
can't deal with him. I can't deal with him. I can't fucking deal with him. I can't deal with him, bruv. What? Yeah, good job you got those question marks around your head, bruv. Because <laughs> I don't know what you're doing right now, blood. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing right now, blood. No, bruv. 20-year-old, blood. Hey, baby, what are you doing after this? Oh, man, Steven, you're the guy, man. I actually love you. Welcome to the world. I actually love you, bro. Huh? He's in his next room, bro. Imagine it. Like, imagine it. We're actually going to meet her, bro. The, the, the trip will be more eventful than this. What'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> he's, he's the only next door, bro. Imagine he left his house to meet Coco. Or we, like, it'll be. Stephen, this is a lot, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're here, Stephen. What were you saying, my bro? <laughs> yeah, come. Just, um, just get the whole. Confidence in the shot there. Say again? Um, stand, stand up quickly, please. Give us a talk. We've read the Hugo Boss two dollars, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to kill him. Bro, I'm Kwame. telling you, man. Kwame. Kwame, you're a bad guy. You have to go to kill him, that happens. Steven's got that on top, and then he's got some Man United shots. <laughs> probably, probably. The socks. Probably, fam. What? what how, okay, Stephen. What? How comes we're wearing sunglasses all the time now? Uh, there's to the left of me. You see, there's just a shot of sunlight that's coming straight into my eye line. I changed the room, so I thought, Senior Director. Mm-hmm. I'm just I wondering why. Be... I'm just wondering why you thought that it was all right to just carry on wearing sunglasses, fam. Because he's lit, bro. Yeah, I just don't want to squint whilst we're on the air. You know, the, the views just go better than that. Did you wear them yes, last week as well? <clears throat> uh, yeah. You yeah. weren't, is it? Yeah, I left, I left the pair of Nations, actually. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. That's what them worn, though. Uh, did you, like, did you like actually cl- catch the clash? Did you like actually catch the clash? No, no but I'm hearing, I'm hearing Whiskers wipe the floor with my What, 10-0, nil, nil, bruv? It's a lie. That's ridiculous. It's a lie. Bruv, do you know all how many people are in, in Nigeria? What do you say? Bruv, I'm not a dancehall fan, but that is so true. There's no way with kids, all of them. No, bruv. no way, and, bruv. Vibes Cartel is a... I think even in the culture, he, I think he's, he's bigger on Vibes Cartel. Listen. Bruv, they're not what? need to go to fucking... They're not need to go to Peckham, Peckham Ira, Old Kent Road, Bashment mm. Rave and really experience Vibes Cartel. Listen, listen. Vibes Cartel <laughs> has played the wingman to every man from the age of... Sixteen <laughs> to about twenty-eight, bruv. And and oh, upward. Vibes is Vibes is oh, okay. plenty man has secured wine with vibes, bruv. You know, you, you, you know, you know what they want you talking to a girl and, she, and like she's not really on it and she's giving you the runaround. Yeah. And then like his tune comes on. Move from your job. Like, you're like, oh, you want to dance? She's not gonna say no, bruv. Of course she ain't saying no, bruv. It's vibes. And and, and you and you are in there, and if you, and if you keep cutting your game afterwards, then maybe it's more than a dance. Bro. Nah, man, you see. <laughs> Whoa, I mean, is that I mean, what you're saying? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I love it. 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 Next carbon monoxide coming from those plants. Rotted. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey. Welcome to the Out of Home Podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners living in Amsterdam, capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. And over the next few weeks, 
We'll be catching up with some very, very dope people in our in-house sessions. And with me, I have my brothers. Lock your doors down. Quarantine Dream K and self-isolating Steve. And you know me, it's Lockdown Kenny. What are you saying, my boys? Lockdown Kenny, you know? I'm just living, bro. Hmm? Just I was living. watching um, Quarantine Radio and Tory Lanez had a sick one. Some girl must have popped up on the live, like one of them, they... Instagram models, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he yeah. said her name. Let's just say her name was... Let's just say her name Fantasia. was Jennifer. Oh, okay. He's like... <laughs> he's like... He's like, Jennifer, I see you, girl. He's like, baby girl, somewhere down the line, you're going to have to let me take you on a date sometime. Oh, But shit. he just sounded so wavy. <laughs> he just came through with it nicely, so- innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, Stephen. You're really giving it to them today, isn't it, bro? Give it to them. Give it to them. I see you, though. I see what you're, I see your angle, though, Stephen. I see single. You've done a little bit of research, isn't it? What, what's in, what's in fashion at the moment? Cheetah prints. Oh, we're talking to a stylist. Oh, let me just, you know. I see you, bro. I see you. I see you. I see your angle. Hey, boys, but before, before we introduce our guest, yeah, flip your neck. What made you smile this week, man? This cool, man. This cool. This, these visuals are, are stunning. <laughs> so if if you like don't know, we've um, I guess we've missed each other. We started to record our episodes on Zoom and actually have video calls rather than on the phone. So now we can see each other. So that's yeah. why there's a lot about visuals and outfits. So I'm guessing you'll be hearing that. Just give me a little bit of context. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, what, was that was that your ones? Was that your ones? Yeah, the cool. No, no, no. Oh, no. oh, shit. No, no. I mean, who wants to go? Who wants to go? One of many, um, Yeah, I can go. Yes, please, Stephen. Um, so I've redecorated my the second room and turned it into like my office slash uh, man cave. Actually, I won't say man cave. Uh, gender, cave. Gender the money man there, you know, man said second room. Not everyone has that luxury, you know. Second room, yeah, you know, made it into his man cave. That wad of cash, bro. He's in there. That wad of cash coming in handy. <laughs> Cheater. Of course he's got a cave, fam. <laughs> and then, uh, second one, they've opened up the football pitches. So Have they? After this call. Yeah, well, near me, like two minutes from me, that mm. day, I'm not even on location because then people start... Hey, what? This, this weekend, do you want to kick some balls about? I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, might... that'll be sick. Yeah, let's do that. Maybe we might have to get a little 2v2 going on. You know what I'm saying? Graham's no, paranoid about being paranoid. Ah, yeah, yeah. So. You have to get through your first stage first. It's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. No, 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 no. I'm making, I'm, making, I'm making a lighthearted comment um, out of a serious situation. I'm no, we can definitely kick ball, but like, oh, obviously, if, if you might want to like, well, you could dribble and go past man and get in between the 1.5 and that going here. But like, if you might want to, if you might want to, like when you could showcase your techers and your passing abilities, be my guest because I'm, I'm gonna be up there, fam. Yeah, you should just play end to end. I don't mind. End. I don't mind. End to end can get banged, fam. End to end can get banged for real. I don't mind, bro. So mad. So mad. So Stephen, wait. Um, how long did it take you to reupholster your um bedroom? Um, about. About an hour, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, lipstick. I see um, you put up the cheetah, cheetah wallpaper, looking sick. I had that early. I had that early. Okay, okay, okay. Special, uh, are we? Are we? Are we matching today? Have we got Paris tops on today. 
Yeah, I saw that earlier. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. Sick, sick. What about you, Kwame? What made you smile this week, bro? Before that, can someone just set the scene? In case no one sees the visuals, can we just describe? (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Because there's been a lot of comments, but there's no content. All right, for real, for real, for real. So, obviously, we're on a Zoom call, right? And every man, well, me... Kwame and Yaf. We haven't got our um, backgrounds up. We haven't got a wallpaper up. But Stephen does. So picture this. Austin Powers, um, bedroom, cheetah print, (laughs) orange, browns, yellows. He's also got the matching cheetah print jacket to go with it. And I think there's brown in your sunglasses too, bruv, isn't it? (laughs) Which he's wearing. Yes, that you're wearing inside. You are really doing the business today, you know. I like it though. I can't lie. I can't front. I can't front. I'm only taking the piss because I think it's wavy. I'm, I'm the Dennis Rodman of my era. Man. Whoa! I see you though. I see you. I see you. Hey, did you not watch episode five and six of that today? I'm watching it straight after this. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm gonna try to pace myself. I didn't even begin, bro. You haven't started. You episode one. No, I'm the I'm just the idiot. Like I'm the kind of guy that when everyone's watching something, I'm just like I hate no, you. I hate you. When everyone's listening to something, I'm just like I'll listen to this in a year's time, though. <laughs> and then I, and then in a year's time, once I've discovered it, I'm like, are you man? Have you heard this song? It's actually, cold. actually, Yaf is actually like that. What did you do with that recently? Man was like, yo, have you man heard the Summer Walker album? Summer Walker. I was like, bruv, <laughs> this was like two weeks ago, yeah, bro. Yeah. You know, this was like two Whoa. weeks ago. <laughs> I came in October, I believe. That's a great album, man. Trust me, man. Um, Kwame, hit me, man. What made you smile this week? Sorry. We got sidetracked. I finally finished this book. Ah, oh, sick book. Finally. Tell the people Native, what you're talking about. Like, I'm, uh, the Sunday Times bestseller, Natives, Race and Class in the Ruins of Empire by Akala, who is a scholar. He is an activist. He is a lecturer. He's a rapper. He's also the younger brother of Lady Dynamite. Miss Dynamite, sorry. And he wrote a book about the the British Empire and like race and society. It's kind of it's kind of social commentary. Nice. It's really good, and I recommend it to everyone who is of any persuasion or any racial affiliation. I want to say, but yeah, it was a really good book. Sick. And because um, as as a person that likes words and uses them, I should really read more. So I finally, I forced myself to read like three chapters on my balcony, and then that got got the ball rolling. And then now I'm hoping to read another book, James Baldwin. Hey, that's meant to be very good, you know. There's a film to that very, too. Yeah, exactly. I've There's seen a that film to that too. It's a, it's a very, it's a very short book. Just, just of his notes. Yeah, he was writing before he passed on time. You know, the film. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so I've been reading. Nice man. Reading is the most important thing. Nice. I'm good. I, I, I can go next if you want. No, okay. I just wanted to comment on oh. that book. I remember I was in. Um, Which one? Uh, Natives or I'm not unique. Work. Yeah, natives. Okay. I was in Copenhagen for um for work, and um the guy he came to pick me up, he's yeah he's born and raised in Copenhagen, but he had like um Kosovan descent. Oh yeah. And we were just talking, in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about like London, whatever. And then he was telling me like, oh, there's this book that I read by a guy from London. I think he's a he's a rapper. And then because my sister had told me about the book, I was like, yeah, yeah, is it, is it this book called Natives? And he's like, no, 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 no. But like everything he was saying was, was about like the book. Described, 
<laughs> yeah, so I've I've got the I've I've got the book up on Google and I've yeah. shown him the cover. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, 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 that's the book. What but for me? I was just like, bro, this is crazy. A guy who's of Kosovan descent in Copenhagen who works in football is telling me about this wavy book that he wrote. So I think it just shows how sick that book is. How sick and like, as, yeah, as you said, Kwame, that like anyone of any persuasion can read it. It's not just. Nice. I think anytime you hear the context of a book, which is around like, you know. um I think just elevating and educating around like the black empire, whatever. People always think it's for black people to read, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that just showed me that it's very it's a very democratic read. You're not the first person that I've heard like that's that was reading it actually. I think Freddie's wife was reading it um maybe a couple months ago. Um have you got it? Have you are you are you is it your book to to share? No, it, it was a gift from my good friend Nathan Carbon. Okay, so, okay, I'll I'll, I'll cop I'll cop a book, yeah, I'll cop I'll cop a copy. A cup of coffee still. It should be blessed. No, no, it should, should be blessed. Should be blessed. I'm okay, just, okay, okay. You, you know, Nathan can be. So I'm just chatting to Nathan. Just letting you know that I'm gonna ask. Him. <laughs> oh, tight, Nathan. Um, yeah, I'm good with going. I'll let you guys know what made me smile. I'm sure it's no secret now. Um, uh, I told, I, I uploaded my album into Spotify, which should be coming out on the 22nd of May. I'm super Yay. happy about oh. it. But also, um, another thing that made me smile this weekend was just having time away from my screen a little bit. As you know, I had a little bit of an episode um, on Friday and um, kind of put a lot of things into perspective. I realized that I was um, spending a lot of time away from like real life and just locking myself away um, and focusing, like not, not necessarily doing things that are like, that would be detrimental to myself. I was just like spending time trying to like get this music out get it right in what I thought was like the best possible way but in that I was neglecting like myself and friends and different things so this weekend I kind of just had a moment and just kind of came off all of socials and just kind of got my head right and just sat down and chilled you know what I mean and I feel I feel re, 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 um, rejuvenated re-energized today and um, yeah it feels good man I feel better you know what I'm saying that's litty, man. Mm-hmm. What do you think spurred everything on? Like, what do you think spurred on the just uh, everything? Like, what, what made it conclude when it did? Um. So, do you do you mind us? Do you mind me going into it? I don't know. It's like, it's, it, no, of course, bro. Um, I'll ask you the question. Yeah, like, cause um, so ba- basically, like, um, I guess us talking to Wilfred and Didi, um. And him being a him being a professional athlete and playing football at that level kind of just brought back a lot of feelings that I had when I got released from Palace and it. And um at first, like my shoulders, my I I dislocated my shoulder like four times when I was younger. And um at first, like I was just like, oh, my shoulder's hurting, like it's hurting. And I know I carry a lot of tension in my shoulder sometimes, isn't it? And um it just kept on hurting, kept on hurting, kept on hurting until I'm like trying to fix it, like trying to put it into like a position that feels comfortable. And then I think, I feel like I, I did something that made me feel like it wasn't in the right place. And then that's when I started to panic sort of thing. And then um, luckily for me, I've got a goddess of a housemate, Ankita, who looked after me and like made me um, chill out a little bit. And then we were just chatting and she was like, what do you think like happened? And I was like, Yo, like I don't really know. And she's like, I was telling her about my shoulder. She's like, Do you talk? Do you think about it? I was like, I think about it all the time. Because at the end of the day, I think that played a big part in me not like there's a lot of factors, but that played a big part in me not getting um to potentially where I needed to be 
at a younger age, not at an older age, but at a younger age. And I think it, it played on my mind a lot, especially when I got um when I wasn't feeling when I wasn't feeling too good about football. And we're just chatting, chatting, chatting. She's like, what else? And I was like, I remembered we spoke to Wilfred and Didi. And then I also remembered that like as I'm talking to her, I'm like, shit, it's been 10 years since I got released from Palace. And like it just didn't dawn on me. It didn't. Like, I just don't talk about football. I don't talk about football. I don't talk about how it made me feel. I don't talk about any of that. And it literally just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, rah, like around this month, 10 years ago, I would have got the first piece of news in my life that made me feel like I wasn't worthy of doing anything. And I spent the last 10 years trying to do something. So when this epidemic happened or pandemic, sorry, happened, I just focus in. I'm not even paying attention. I'm I'm at home. I'm cool. But what I haven't been doing was looking after myself. So, yeah, this weekend I took some time off to really look after myself. Um, and, yeah, I feel a lot better, man. I feel a lot better. Sick, guys. Yeah. yeah. Sick, bro. It's that you had the, the um, just like the personal awareness to realise everything, like obviously, albeit with the help of Ankia. Mm. Just sick that you, you managed to unpack everything. Because I feel like a lot of people probably have a lot of built up frustration, a lot of subconscious tension that they mm. haven't really acknowledged. And yeah, now yeah. is probably the best time to do it. Bro, like, and I think, yeah, I, mean, I think the way that the, this is all set up as well is like, you're, you're, you're alone with yourself and your thoughts and you can either do one or two things. You either ignore them or you confront them. And what I, I wasn't that, what not, wasn't that I was ignoring them. I was just using the opportunity to like focus. Do you know what I mean? But in focusing, I'm like not, being aware of other things like because I'm so hell bent on getting the music ready to a, to a, a, a standard that I want it to be at I'm not eating or I'm not drinking enough water and that's having a negative effect on my body which is then obviously making me feel a lot worse about certain things so yeah I just um I had to take a, I had to take a minute out man um but yeah it was do you know what I, I it needed to happen because I feel I feel like I'm in a better place anyway now. And yeah. finally enough, like, I was speaking to a friend of mine just before we got on the call just now. And they were like, rah, like, for the few, last few weeks, bro, you just, you, you've been distanced. But he's like, I know you've been working on your, your music. And I was like, bro, trust me, I have been. And I've only realized how distanced I have, by, I have been by, like, the conversations that I'm having with people in the last couple of days. I'm like, rah, I haven't even had the conversation with anyone for, like, three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless it's the pod, I ain't spoken to them. Welcome back. Thank you, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Welcome back. Oh, Welcome. shit, man. Yeah, are you doing random question or are you going to introduce our guest? Are you going to do that first or this first? What are you doing, man? Um, first of all, Kieran, you did what I always do, which is uh, forget to ask the last person what made them smile. So. Oh, shit. My bad. Because I'm usually the last person. I'm usually the last person. Yeah. What? No, because you know what? You know what happens? Sorry, bro. Because you said this call made me smile earlier. I was like, Okay, that's what, that's your that's your thing. What made you smile this week? Yeah, sorry, I didn't realize I was rambling on for so long. This is Kwame's fear when it becomes the Kieran Kenlock show. <laughs> <laughs> now that was therapy for me, though. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We can cut that out to be fair. No, we keep. Of course not. Yeah, you hear me. Um, no, honestly, what made me smile is obviously like we we've, we've had numerous discussions about how we've been progressing things with the the brand and like everyone's just leveling up which has of course been a blessing to see and it's just really like mm. fulfilling but then I guess the most Steve is rocking on his chair most, like yes I, I have been look at him <laughs> smug bastard 
nonchalant. Nonchalant. Um, I would say that like the standout thing is it was my sister's <clears throat> my older sister's birthday. Shout out to Karima. Shout out Karima, bro. Big up Karima. By the way, by the way, if she hears the first five minutes of this episode and hears us getting on to Steven, she is gonna grill me and consequently you guys, bro, because Jeez, she's Steven's number one fan. Uh, Steven's got bare fans, bro. <laughs> That's why he just takes it, you know. Huh? That's why he just takes it. Like, yeah, it's cool. Steven's Steven got bare fans, fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. strange, still. I just want to thank her for giving me confidence. Without her support, I probably wouldn't wear this outfit. And this would, you know, this would go unchecked. Stop pandering, oh, bro. Oh, my days. Allow it, man. Because <laughs> he knows she's going to hear this. And Ain't she's it? Gonna, they're just... Increasing the bond, but no, it was her birthday over the weekend, and obviously, I would I would typically be there with being able to fly, but obviously of that course. can't happen. Of course. Um. So we Facetime, like she Facetimed me, and like I got the sense of the vibe, like caught everyone. Sick. They had a flipping. My uncle bought his DJ decks, bro. Kieran, remember um, remember Gary from Trinidad? Yeah, yeah. Was he back? Bro, he bought his. Yeah, yeah, he's back. He bought. Basically, my uncle, you know, he bought his DJ decks. Man had a mic. So they, they've taken me to the kitchen, yeah. There's just bare vibes happening. I'm just seeing someone show down the <laughs> DJ. <laughs> and then my other brother's on the mic. Yeah. Instantly, it just reminded me two things. I was like, first of all, my family is crazy. But second of all, we all really know how to come together and celebrate a birthday. Mm, that's know? wavy, man. That was just nice. That's wavy. Nice how, 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 how did they make you feel, though, like um, yeah. not being there? I'm 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 the kind of person I just accept situations for what they are. Yeah. If I can't control them, then yeah. there's no point getting upset about it. So for me, the, the next best the next best thing was being part of it somehow by you know being on the FaceTime. But I think also like I, I said the last thing that made me smile was finding all the old pictures of Oh yeah, you like, put some family. up. You put some up. They looked jokes, yeah. man. They were nice. They were really <laughs> nice, bro. Too funny. <laughs> so I think because I'd I'd gone through that process few days like for the last few days before that I felt connected to my family anyway yeah where does that sound yeah 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 yeah. and so it didn't really feel like I was missing them because we'd been talking every day on the whatsapp group and all that so Mm. um yeah man that's me though that's what made me smile um I do have a random question of the week which I thought of not whilst Kwame was telling us his thing um, but we can cover that quickly because I know Coco's probably going to jump on all right um but quickly I just wanted to know like and I promise you, I, I thought of this before Kwame's what made him smile. But um, I was interested. I was just looking at all my books here and I was yeah. thinking like, what, what is the one book that kind of stands out to you that you thought was quite defining and that like, always sticks out in your memory? So I, nice. I'll go because obviously you guys need some time to think, you know. Mm. But um, my one, my one is um, a book called Outliers by Malcolm nice. Gladwell. Mm. Really, really dope book. I read it when I was 15 years old, when I was still having ambitions of becoming a professional footballer. And I just remember reading about the 10,000 hour rule and the way yeah. he broke it down so succinctly. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, so if I do this, I'm going to become a pro. <laughs> Obviously, man didn't play. Man didn't play the 10,000 hours, clearly, boy. That's, <laughs> that's why I sit for you guys today. <laughs> no, but you got 10,000 um, hours that, in, in different things, though. Trust without trust even knowing. But that alongside just... Uh, Everything within that book talking about like what makes people really stand out was, was super dope. So yeah, that's that's my one. That's sick. Raw, random book. Um the ones that come to my head is like um 
1984, George Orwell. I remember reading that when I was a lot younger and just thinking like, it was so it was so mad how he had this idea of like a big brother state in in like what like maybe the forties or thirties whenever he wrote it, and we we live through exactly what he had in mind, and we might even be moving into a world where where he actually wrote like if you listen if you if like like thought crime basically uh, he had this, he has a, a term called thought crime yeah. where you you can't say certain things or if you think certain things then the the system around you will think figure, figure out that you've done it. But like that's basically yeah. what's happening right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, a tweet is a fool, right? Yeah, right. So it's so it's so interesting that uh, uh, a book written so long ago about Man. the future that wasn't even like it was so far ahead in the future that 1984 came and went, but it's now happening now in like 2020, you know? So yeah, that's a that's a book that I, I really love to read and I I really like that really defines like I don't, not defines me, but like I just really enjoy that book. To be fair, I'm gonna go. It's not as a, it's not as highbrow as impressive as you guys, but I'm gonna be honest. Um, Danny Champion of the World by Roald Dahl. Oh, jeez! I remember that book. Illustrated, illustrated by the one and only Quentin Blake. The reason why I'm saying that book is because two things: it taught me, or made me realize, because going back or further, or the, the, those two always collaborated with each other. So it was Quentin Blake on illustrations with all these really scruffy pencil drawings and rolled out with this imaginative, playful yeah, language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, it was one of the first times where I was like, yo, these two are a team. So if I, if I ever see a rolled out book with another illustrator, it's like, no, nah, this doesn't go. You understand? Isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It also, I mean, I, I didn't know when I was in year five or whenever I was reading this book, but like doing what I do now and working with design and and, and words like oh like this this has always been a partnership it's just mm. I, I'm only re- realizing now the levels of it and it, it just because I used, I used to love English when I was younger because it like it was just so like uh, like with science there's a right and wrong with math there's a right and wrong math you can get an answer if you get if you show you're working right but in science it's very black and white but English is just an open field it just express yourself mm. and, and I thought that those books were very expressive. And um, yeah, that's a book that I don't know what, what yeah, when you asked that very good question, because you were trying to get on to you about your questions. This was a very, this, this and others was a very good one. That's the first book, book that popped up. Yeah, so that was the first one that popped up to me as well. Uh, what, what are you saying, Stephen? Uh, so yeah, there's a couple. Um, we start out with. Um, start out. Yeah, Biff and Chip. Old school Biff and Chip, man. Yo, Biff, Biff and Chip. Do you remember Biff and Chip books, bro? <laughs> Pick up Biff, Biff and Chip. <laughs> Maybe a more lethal combination. Um, then after that, we gotta go to mice and men. Big, big, mm. big, 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 big. What? What ending? Of mice and Did men. Jeez, <laughs> but all those books that we used to read at school were actually wavy, you know. They were about I mean, like, but like we did break them down to a science, so so they had to be true. true. And Animal Farm. They were good. Big. Fan. I never, I never got that far. You know? And what was that other one where the kids are on the um on the island? What was that called again? Of my uh, oh, Lord of the Flies. Oh, you you, you actually went to Wavy School, huh? And then, um, <laughs> my school was fascinated with Macbeth, bro. Oh, oh yeah. No, no, no. I didn't like that one. Didn't like that one. Still, get those books where um, it was like a series of like horror, horror stories. Uh, like gr- version of horror. Stories. Grim, Grim Tales. 
goosebumps. No, it's yeah. goosebumps. With R.L. Oh, my day. I, I, I used to hate them books, bro. I actually scared of them, you know? I, I scared of it, like, nah. Nah, it wasn't for me. <laughs> um, it, gripped, it gripped a nation. It gripped a nation. Oh, shit. Well, I, guys, as you all know, we have a very special guest today. Thank so you, Yaf. Introduce this this lady. So to our legion of listeners, uh, as legion you know, of listeners, been, uh, I like it. Yeah, some... I like that. Yeah, yeah, like that's it. a young freestyle for you. I like it. Okay. I've been working on my twang. Don't hesitate. Um, we have a very very special guest today. Um, Coco is a stylist. Um, she's done some really dope projects. She has amazing energy. Um, I'm sure you guys are going to see from the call. As soon as she jumps on, she's going to be <laughs> drippy. I know she's got something planned for us, but uh, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce you guys. Introduce you guys to Coco Mel. Jeez. <laughs> what do you do? Hello. Oh, snap, snap, What's happening? Evening. Hello, 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 hello. Good evening. What's happening? Not much, not much. I thought I was like in the wrong room for a second uh, when I was in the huddle. It said huddling, waiting, but it's all good. I just, I just saw the invite. My bad. No, all good. I feel like I need to change my uh, background to match Stephen's energy right now. (laughs) 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 Wild, literally, that is wild. AK Tiger King, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, I see you got the two-tone thing going on. Oh, yeah. Iverson, sixes. sixes. Is that Iverson, yeah? Uh, uh, Oscar Iverson. Uh, Ignore the branding, though, yeah, guys. And with the why? Nothing <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that brand. Nothing wrong with it. I know, but I feel like two people in the chat might be a little bit... Um, no, and this, this person's okay with it. You yeah, I'm, cool. I'm calm. Girl. I'm calm. I'm actually calm. These men might not be, to be honest. That's what I thought. No. So oh, as man. you as you can see, Coco, there's um there's a there's some split legions here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just used the word legion twice in like the last few minutes. I'm yeah, really he, fa- he, fa- he found it and now he's running yeah. with it now, isn't it, Kwame? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a I think it is. Um, well, well, thank you for coming on. Um, we appreciate thanks. you having your time. Um, I'm sure Yaf has briefed oh. you already. Oh, go on, yeah, go on, Kwame. Sorry. Oh. Happy belated birthday. Oh, snap. Oh, happy, happy belated. Hey. Happy belated. I see you there, Kwame. <laughs> was it yesterday, right? You're showing them up. You're showing the man them up now. You're like, happy birthday. <laughs> 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 Stephen put on his story, so thank you, Stephen, for the birthday wishes. Happy, happy belated. Happy belated. Thank you very much. So, what I was actually going to say is, I'm sure you have briefed you, um, but what we do every week when our guests come on, or any any week actually, we like to know what made each other smile this week. So we want to open the question to you and ask you what made okay. you smile this week. Probably all the birthday wishes and the love that I got off of it, off of my birthday. Um, me being me and being a tad bit extra, like I wanted to do a full like Zoom party experience, 90s theme. Like Sick. I went full, I went full ham, full slog. So yeah, that was kind of just nice to kind of even like people who I didn't have never even met before wishing me like wishing me well. It meant a lot of people, you know, in Portland and in like all different like areas of the world. It's kinda of dope just that everyone kinda of acknowledged acknowledge my little day and yeah, and wish me happy birthday. So yeah, it was it was tight. 
Awesome, man. Long distance awesome. filler. <laughs> Say that again. Yeah, I didn't pick that up in the speaker, bro. Yeah, I said long distance filler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. And then there's one more thing we do just before we get into your story and um, find out a little bit more about you. We always ask, could you tell us two things that people might not know about you? Yeah, I actually wrote this down, but I wrote it down last week, but now I can't remember. <laughs> well, oh, one of them was uh, that I'm actually an honorary Londoner. Like people think I'm from London, but I'm not. I'm from like Oxfordshire, Buckinghamshire, okay, out in the sticks in the country. But like I was raised in London, like on the weekends and stuff. So I've got a little bit of London <laughs> origin. People always assume that I'm from London, just from. That's why that's why I carry myself sometimes, but because of the drip. No, no, no. <laughs> because I carry myself, and also because I'm always in London for work. People assume that I'm just a local, but no, nah, I travel in every day just to get the bag. Appreciate the honesty. Oh. And then my second <laughs> one was, oh, my second one was actually um, the last corporate job I had. I actually got turned down. They they uh they declined my application. Oh. initially and I ended up DMing someone I knew who worked for the brand and forced my way to get an interview and said they made a mistake they need to like see me I was like the JD the job spec is like it's me to a T and yeah they need to see me and I went in for three weeks did a trial and then I got the job and I was there for a year and a half that's, uh, sick. Last year. that's sick you're gonna have to how like what what made you what made you do that what made you hit someone up and be like yo you got it wrong <clears throat> do you know what it was I like I wanted to work for like my last employer for like 10 years since I left school it was either like fashion or the army mm. and I, I chose fashion the that's, army. A, that's a crazy yeah, that's army. a crazy like yeah no I know the army or, or fashion yeah it's almost it was, like I want to look good and make other people look good or I'm going to kill some of us it was do or, it literally was do or die Bro. it literally was one of them <laughs> I, had to, I had to make a decision so I think oh, that's that was, crazy so my pleasantry, I chose fashion. Um, and yeah, I just knew I wanted to be in fashion for like literally 10 years. And I was like, I'm grafted. I grafted in retail. I was in Vista for a while. Then I was in like central London, like high street retailers. And then by the end of it, I was like, do you know what? This isn't for me. I need mm. to be styling. Like this is what I want to do. Yeah. So I literally just dropped everything, moved to Mumsy's, moved from a like, two bed flat to a one bedroom back at mum with the mister. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be here a year, max. And it was like six years later and I was still at mum's trying to save for a mortgage one breath. But then I knew I wanted, I needed a, I needed a full-time job, permanent position to get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be a freelancer, so I had to commit. And then, yeah, I committed to the point where I was like, I need to get into ASOS. I was like, I need to get in those doors. I, like, I know I can like really add some flair, some vim. Yeah, so I was like, they yeah, need yeah. to like see, see me from an email. Like I needed more than just a, hey, how are you, kind of generic thing. I was like, let me just DM side some chick I know who works, like, in one of the teams. Didn't know the setup of the, the, you know, the kind of hierarchy structure. I was like, hit her up, DM her. I was like, hey, I need in. Do you know anyone? She was actually, yeah, here's this dude. And he actually ended up being my boss in the end. Wow. I was like, you made a mistake. I was like, you need to see me. Went in in full in full drip attire. First time I had the off-white, the off-white Vapor Max. Fresh out the back. So I've like, been into the job. I'm not in the shoes if I don't get the job. And thankfully, they rated me enough to give me the job. That's dope, man. I think that's, that's so dope. The way that you managed to choreograph that for yourself as well, like, I think it just speaks to the time that we live in, where mm. there are there are ways around stuff, which is mad. 
Like, yeah, to see him in someone and you're, you're in the game, like, that's crazy. Me, that's crazy. That's actually wild. Yeah, man. Sorry. All right, that's my two things. No, no, lit. You, you, um, you've definitely kind of segued us really nicely because, um, of course, we want to find out a lot about you. You, you teased it a little bit in terms of, you know, what you do and what sort of industry you're in. You know it's not the army. Um, can you can you clarify? That's brutal as the army, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is savage. For the, for the people then who um, who may not have heard of you or um, are really intrigued as to what you do, how would you how would you describe who you are and what you do? I'd say I'm a fashion focused creative stylist. I think it kind of like has like the the titles that I kind of like to embroil together to kind of make up kind of what I do. Because I don't just do styling, I feel like I've transitioned hugely within the last year, definitely, from just styling into, like, creative direction, artistic direction, production, you know, casting, location scouting and such. So I definitely feel like I've had my, I've got my fingers in a few pies, kind of, you know, I think to to make me stand out amongst peers in such a, like, a, a saturated market, I've had to kind of go above and beyond and do a bit extra. So I definitely feel like I've had to, like, add add little kind of, like, you know, notches to my, uh, to my belt. Mm. And obviously, I'm sure you have a, a a crazy long story that kind of goes into that. But you know, take us take us back. Talk about like debating whether to go into fashion, mm. whether to go into the army. Like, how how did everything sort of come about for you? So I think for me, I think being from a really small town, like well, for me it feels small, but maybe to others it's not. But it's like it's everyone has this thing where like you're born in Wickham, you live in Wickham, you die in Wickham. There's literally, there's, there's nothing to do here. So I always knew that I needed to, like, get out of the restraints of, like, what my kind of town has. Like, I don't want to be another statistic. Do you know what I mean? Like, people in my year pushing around buggies under 30. Yeah, yeah. Not cute. I was like, that's not me. Not my portion. But I was like, I need to do something that's just, like, I don't know. Like, it kind of ticks all the boxes. Like, it ticks the boxes that I need in terms of, like, creatively stimulated. What could I do? And of course, army was nowhere near that, but I just knew I needed. To, I like structure, I like re- like regimental structure, mm. and I knew that that provided that element for me. Because um, I previously, like the last five, well, the five years before, I think what I was six, I was in private school, and I was the only black kid. That two hundred fifty girls, and it was Man. just like it was that was a like a rude awakening. I think to realise that I'm not academic at all. Like mm. I am not. That's not that's not for me. So I thought like, I need to do something that. I can use my hands because like, I'm good with my hands, but just not that I need a degree for because I can't go uni. So I was just, I need something that can kind of, I suppose, yeah, just kind of allow me to express myself creatively because I was really artistic, but I just was never like, I suppose, like, you know, Picasso, Van Gogh level. Like I was just like middle of the mill. Do you know I mean? I could do a stick man. I could do a bit of detail and a bit of shading on the face. And I was like, okay, that's me done. <laughs> so... <laughs> So for me, it was just like, I just needed an inn. And for me, the inn was retail. Mm. So where I lived, like literally they built like what they would call a shopping center, if you can call it that. And there was like thousands of jobs going. So I went to a job fair with my little C- first time CV in hand, like no experience, but like... We've all been there. We've yeah, been there. yeah. <laughs> just like, I'm interest kind of thing, hoping that someone would vibe with me enough that would give me opportunity. So it was like, I think I ended up working at House of Fraser for like three years or something. And that kind of gave me enough of a a taste a taste for it a hunger for it i was like yeah this isn't it like in this dead town i ain't getting commission i'm not making no serious money so i was like, i need to like keep pushing the boundary and then i, I pushed it went to Bista for like another three years at store manager levels in some stores there and that was cool like that was 
probably like the that's probably the most money I've ever had in my life was working wow. like in that uh-huh. arena. <laughs> I was like what, what like twenty twenty one I think I was and I was like already store manager. So I was like out here, wow. I was like, let me get a car. <laughs> Like, let me get, let me just buy some clothes. Like, in my lunch break, D&G, like, D&G on the lunch break, a bit of Gucci. I was just reckless. Like, looking back now, right. I was stupid. I should have been David from, from early doors. Like, I shouldn't have been, like, you know, splashing the cash kind of thing. So I had to go back to mum's, I said, and start saving again. And then, yeah, fashion just kind of, like, sorry, fashion styling just kind of fell in my lap from working in retail, from vibing with clients, from vibing with customers and whatever, getting my little commission. I was like, I think there's something in here, but I was like, I need to really like, give my all to it. I can't just kind of be one in, one set out. Mm. So yeah, I just literally battled, battled my way through a lot of a lot of peak times just to kind of get to a position where I kind of am doing it full time now, nice. and I kind of is recognised for like for what I for what I for what I'm doing. Like I'm, I feel like I'm somewhat credible. I like to think within the within the scene within the industry now. So yeah, it's it's been an uphill struggle, that like definitely uphill. Coco, when did you realize that that like styling was what you wanted to do? Like, was it really young or was it later on in life? Do you know what? I, my mum's always been donning me out in some hard garments, so I feel like <laughs> it's probably like DNA. Yeah. So I feel like from young, from young, I think like age three, I was like in like diapers and like a uh, like a sixty nine is like um, like base my brother's Mad. baseball cap, like. Literally didn't know nothing about anything, but I knew like from then I looked back at photos. I was like, yeah, I was like, I had it from earlier. So I was like, mm. I just need to need to tap into it. So I definitely think from early on, I knew that like clothes, I could express myself with my clothes. I just didn't know really how to channel it in the best way possible necessarily. So yeah. I went through my emo stage, all my emo thing, dressed in black, stretched my ears, had like some black fringe. Like, oh, I do did you, it all. Do you think you I went emo all. because you were at private school? I'm an emo, yeah, because who am I Does, following? No, that's not. That, I'm just asking because <laughs> I'm asking from like experience, isn't it? I'm asking from experience because I, yeah. I understand like when you go to like when you as a as a young black person going to private school when there's not many black people, you're like you might pick up certain things that you wouldn't usually do with like if you were around your own peoples. Just saying, just saying. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. like, when I when I home, I had to just like get shake all that. But I, like when I was at school. I could push the boundaries a bit more, <laughs> you know, with certain things. Like, even my uniform, I had to wear, like, a kilt. A kilt? Where are you seeing, like, really? Like, what? It's mad. mad. It's mad. <laughs> uh, I had to pin on the kilt, but I had to, like... I know, yeah. I know which one you're kind of talking, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coco had to go to school with bagpipes, you know? Don't make me laugh, fam. Let's be on my walk. Just to get a that's when I knew I was like, do you know what? I was like, I'm wearing gum from Harrods on a night like Monday to Friday at school. I was like, I need to be seeing like what more, like, how far I can push it. So I pushed my uniform pretty far, considering I just had a kilt. My mum was like, you're gonna wear this kilt from your seven to twelve. What? You better enjoy oh, it. She man. was just like, I'm not getting you another one. She's like, you better make it work. Yo, like, that is that is exactly what, what was this kilt? Exactly what, what I was on. I had to visualize it. Maroon, maroon and green with dark blue. What? Either, Sounds like, uh, <laughs> and maroon socks or tights. Did you have to wear them like really like weird mm-hmm. socks though? Like the ones that are like hockey socks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with like ribbing in it and yeah, stuff. And, yeah. I, and I was always a bit neaky as a kid. So I wore it like I wore the knee high socks up to my knee. Yo. Like I didn't wear it like out down to the ankle. I did a full, full, <laughs> full effort. I was, I was serving it. So black girl, year seven, 
like I think I was like four foot eleven. I was short. My rucksack was clutched on my back, and I was just like serving loops. <laughs> I was laughing at your Rico story, yeah, because um, you said that you was you was caking from early. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very different reality to me, boy, and I'm sure most most Trust people in the, in the retail sector like. I remember when I was like 19, yeah, I was really I was I was trying to be like you, baby. I was trying to be in the financial situation that you was in. I was trying to save for a car. I was trying to like be a bit more financially free, mm. and I used to stock every penny. Like I remember, I used to cycle from a house which is in Southwest London into central London every day. I used to have some dead grey tracksuit bottoms. Because you know when you're cycling, you have to touch your, your trousers yeah. into the sock so the, so the trousers don't get stuck in the chain. I used to have some finished grey tracksuit bottoms <laughs> I used to wear every day <laughs> on top of my uniform trousers. So you can imagine it's long. Like, I get in. It's creased though, no? The trousers are just creased. No, like, no, no, you get in and you're just mad hot, Coco. You're just mad hot. <laughs> layers on layers. Hey, listen, I used to wear like some from any from any dead like sports tee underneath and then change it into my uniform tee. Oh mad, it was mad. The lem she goes to stay styling, boy. Trust me. Say again, Coco. What was the what was like the what was your position? What position did you hold? What was it like? Oh, oh I was a, I was a regular job. <laughs> sales advisor, yeah? Or sales associate as they say sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I was a regular job, man. But I was just trying to save every penny. Like it was, it was my first job, innit? Yeah, well, you had the you had the right thing in mind, definitely. It's mad. But so, so you said that you was um, you was working in retail. You grafted it out, and then you kind of transitioned into the area that you're in now. Yeah. You definitely made it sound mad easy because there's there's probably a lot of people in retail now who are trying to mm. do the same thing. Who who aim to do the same thing. Like, what, what was that process like? It was tedious. It was a lot of, it was a lot of slogging around, like and having no results to show for it almost. So I would, I think I said I was doing like styling for free. I was just doing any odd magazine shoots I could, I could do any. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Any kind of uh, publication who would allow me to kind of, like, give me a commission letter for me to go pull clothes, I had to try and like build affiliations with these PR agencies. I knew it was pivotal for me to build relationships from early in order for me to kind of tap in to that world to kind of get my, myself a bit more exposure. Mm. So I would have to like emails I used to send. I would send like about like hundred emails a day just to PR agencies, be like, "Hi, I'm nobody, but I really want to borrow like you know your thousand pound jacket." Like, do you know what I mean? But like, cause I, I want to do a sick shoot, and they're like, "Who are you?" Like, they just weren't vibing with me. 
I managed to see, I, I, went, I went to a press day. So for those who don't know, press days are basically like um, seasonal showcases that brands, uh, brands or PR agencies put on um, just to kind of showcase the, the clothing or apparel or footwear for the coming season. So I ended up going to a bunch of them and just kind of tried to get my face and my name out there. I just blagged it, to be honest. I blagged the hell out of it from start to finish. I was just chatting so much breeze just so I could have <laughs> credibility so they would actually like post me. And thankfully, they, they did like a lot of them, like a few of them at least, initially start off with like they, they were loaning me stuff. Not great stuff, not expensive stuff, not amazing stuff. But I had to like make it like look sick and make it look like something that was interesting that people would want to buy into and that brand to say, okay, cool, this young is on a shoot, it's got us so many sales or it's got us so, m- so much traffic to our site or whatever. I just had to there just put in that work. So no, it definitely wasn't easy. A lot of late nights, a lot of early starts. So there's just a lot of, yeah, doing for nothing. So, but yeah. well worth it. I think, um, I think what's interesting is like the main bit that you emphasised on just there was the way that you, you said that you blagged it. I think, if you look at everything either side, like the hustle that you had to make sure you, you actually knew when that press day was, the fact that you even knew about press days and you put yourself in that position, I think you did all the hard work prior to it and then you just kind of like showed up in the moment when you needed to and then you followed through as well. So that's yeah. super interesting. But um, I think like from my side here, what I'm interested in kind of breaking down more is that styling is like, I feel as though people don't necessarily know what styling is. And yeah. you kind of you kind of mentioned a lot of different yeah you mentioned like a lot of different disciplines that you're in now could you maybe like break it down in a bit more so for people who, who may not know exactly what it entails so styling basically is more than just dressing like dressing someone dressing a model for a shoot or for an event um, it is a lot of I would say. I think styling basically molds and shapes the narrative for a lot of for a lot of things aesthetically you know for me like I did all my shoots by myself like I would go out and find my own photographers I wanted to shoot with my own models so it was a lot of I would say kind of having that discipline that you're referring to and kind of like emphasizing it a bit more so I think for me I think knowing that I wanted to do this I was like, I had to commit no matter like no matter what so for me I was like right I want models where am I going to look for models I can't can't cast in the street because nowhere where I live, everywhere where I live is just like basic Betty. So they're not going to do. So I was like, I had to like reach out to like model agencies and like try and get them to trust me with like their new faces and new faces. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's how I end up getting kind of people that actually now are in like billboards in NYC and walking for these amazing brands. But like I end up using them five years ago, not not thinking. They didn't know what they'd amount to, and I didn't know what I'd amount to. So it's just kind of funny how the universe kind of puts certain kind of people in your kind of in your path. But That's for me, crazy. I'm like, right, I want to do a shoot. I need to find a photographer. When I was starting, Instagram wasn't really like popping, popping. So I really had to kind of. It was more like word of mouth. It was more like, do you know what? I'm gonna go to Fashion Week. I went to Fashion Week. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, right, Fashion Week's on this weekend in February. Took the weekend off. Got the train up there. Went up there to find out that it wasn't even the right fashion week. It was the fashion week that, like, people pay to go to, not the fashion week where you see, like, people stunting front row. Um, it wasn't Lev Fashion Week. It was, like, the ba- it was like the kind of the, the civilian fashion week kind of thing, which I realised quickly that wasn't what I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. So for me, I put myself in those positions, though, by mistake, to then get photographed by Vogue, accidentally just went there, 
Vogue was still like Vogue. You had like WWD. You had like all ID and days were like still doing street style even for the civilian fashion week. So it was like, even getting in those kind of arenas by accidentally being in a street style. I was in Grazia magazine. Like things that I would never dream of. I just like fell into because of the like the narrative that I knew I wanted to take with with styling. Mm. Uh, not, sorry, completely off-tangent if I feel like coming your question. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's cool. Man. But I feel like sitting yourself in those places that are almost uh, uncomfortable and unexpected ends up, to, for me, being the best being the best kind of, I suppose, best mistakes I made almost or, like, best mm. actions I kind of made. Because from doing that, I end up meeting photographers that I end up then shooting with for my own shoots. Do you know what I mean? So it kind of was like the universe put certain people yeah. I feel like in my kind of path that I could tap into and utilize and now as I said they're doing amazing things you know they're shooting for sick people but I know I could always ask those said people come let's do a shoot now let's do a shoot with this model that we shot five years ago let's just like let's just do like a revised version of it or whatever so for me I think if this is the path you want to go down whether you're in retail whether at uni whatever I just think almost do your research research is key like I was said up all night researching like just going ham didn't know really what i was researching per se but now i feel like things like pinterest are an amazing tool to use but when i started there was no pinterest it was just google like i was getting all my inspiration from google from google images which is really not that helpful whereas pinterest is like one of those things you click on it and you just immerse yourself in like a vortex of just amazing creative content that i feel like now like this new generation can really really benefit from like so much so, and also like doing vision boards, doing mood boards, not necessarily to go anywhere, but just for your own creative stimulation, your own like kind of so outlet, just get it out there. If it means you doing a bunch, printing it on your wall, do you know what I mean? Or having, you know, a scrapbook and doing it that way or doing it like a bunch of keynotes, whatever you people need to do, I just feel like get it out. Because that's what I ended up doing was getting out there and I posted, I posted on Instagram, didn't think anyone saw it. People are like, oh, this is sick. I'd love to shoot with you sometime. And then it just snowballed from there, really. Mm. And then from then, obviously, I put myself in these situations where I'm doing campaigns. And um, But with me, I'm standing back. I'm looking to see, oh, actually, how does that creative director, how does the art director move on set? Let me just see if I could take a little bit of, mm. like, aesthetics, what they're doing, and apply it to, like, what I'm doing outside of that kind of, like, that kind of setting. And ultimately, it seemed to pay off. It seemed so, to pay off for sure. It's almost like you Go just on. put your... Sorry, guys, Stephen. Sorry, good evening. I oh, know. I was just gonna say, like, I think um, a lot of the time you're saying that you kind of lagged it, but I think you kind of uh, forced your luck. So, like, I think uh, even you going up uh, up to Fashion Week and knowing that's kind of what you needed to be doing, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like a really uh, good insight. You mentioned about like going out of your comfort zone. So um, you're very you come across like very chilled and relaxed. So it's hard to think that anything's kind of outside of your comfort zone. But like, do you have some examples of like? what was out of your comfort zone and how you yeah. kind of approached what benefit you saw to that? Um, you know what? It's going to be really ironic if I say this. Outside of my comfort zone would be speaking. I hate speaking. I hate public speaking. I cannot stand it. I don't like... I don't believe you. I don't yeah, believe you. I don't like... I, don't like, <laughs> I just don't say translate on camera like how I want to translate. So when I went to Fashion Week, um, I think it was E. E News actually interviewed me. And I just felt so uncomfortable, but I just knew this is a time to sell myself. Like, when am I going to have an opportunity for E News to be having a camera in my in my face? Do you know what I mean? I was like a little girl from the countryside. I was like, I need to like really just like 
excuse the pun, but balls to the wall. I was like, I need to really sell myself. Like, I need to go extra ham. So I decided just just talking, talking, talking. And they were like, oh, my God, we love your energy. Like, we're going to put it up on our socials. And what's your handle? And I was like, wow, they actually, like, they actually brought it. They actually, like, believe what I was saying. So I was like, okay, cool. So that, for me, was uncomfortable because I don't like, I don't like that kind of stuff at all. So... I'm getting better now. Like, doing this actually is, for me, somewhat uncomfortable. And I've yeah. made a point this whole lot that I said to myself, any opportunities I get to do more on-camera speaking, take it. Like, don't like don't shut down an opportunity or a blessing that can come of it because you feel uncomfortable or for, like, 10, 15 minutes or whatever. Like, I'm like, I need to get out of that mentality. So, yeah, public speaking, uh, Steve, I'd say, is uh, it's uncomfortable for me. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, it succeeded more, more than working on it. I would never have guessed that at all. Never would have guessed that. Yeah, everyone says that. This is saying even that. Like, this is saying like this bragging face. It's got me so many places. Even now, I'm thinking about it. Hey, was he gonna go? Was I gonna go? No, I was actually gonna ask the same question as, as Stephen. You know, it's like oh, the alignment. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's like. Um, just listening to Coco brothers, talk. The just the Paris brothers, isn't it? Um, just listening to. Um, just yeah, just listening to to Coco speaking, just like seeing how many times that she's been able to put herself in an uncomfortable situation is a testament to herself because I feel like a lot of people aren't very sure of like where they want to go, but they have an idea, but they tend not to step in the direction that they want to go out of fear and you just literally catapulted yourself into a space and was like right i just I, this is what i want to do so whether or not i like it or not this is what i want to do so i have to do this thing right and i'm just i, just, I was just going to say i find it very um very commendable in it that's that's what i was going to say i was going to ask the same question but that's the comment that i have to make on it anyway i appreciate yeah. it thank you one question that i was quite intrigued on in is um you know, you said that you did a lot of stuff for free. So I'm interested, like, do you still do stuff for free now and, like, use the opportunity to propel yourself? Or, like, have you got to a stage now where you're at a level where you feel as though you should always charge? Because I think, like, Kieran, even we've had debates about yeah, this. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around, like, whether, pe- whether people should charge or not and, like, knowing your value. But it's, it's all really blurry. So I'm just intrigued. It's higgledy-piggledy, isn't it, fam? <laughs> Very much so. Like the line, the line is so like it's such a grey area. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, like well, I did the notion shoot last year with Tion Wayne. That wasn't paid, but I knew it was going to be sick. Like I trusted the team involved, I trusted the photographer, I trusted like my ability to really kind of like land like his aesthetic on camera. Like I knew I could do it. So that opportunity, I took it because I felt like I'd be I'd be silly not to. And, I, you know, if I didn't do it, someone else would do it. Yeah. And what was that? Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it's, it's getting that balance right. For me, in terms of shoots nowadays, no, I don't do anything for free. Like, period. Even if it's just charging my travel, like, I'll char- like I'll, I'll invoice a client for it. Like, for me, no, I'm not in a position. Mm. And that's I've worked too hard and too long to do freeness. Mm. You're like, now, the game's changed for me now. Like, now, as I said, I've got a mortgage. Like, I've got, I've got goals that I want to attain and... I can only do that with money in my pocket. Do you mean the money's not still an end all? But I feel like I've said I've I've done my slog, I've done my I've done my freeness. Do you know I mean like certain things I would do for free? You know, maybe I might do a post for free or something. Do you know I mean if I get gifted 
a couple items or whatever that I rate enough, okay, I'll do a little, I'll do an Instagram, you know, Instagram post, I'll do a stories, a couple of stories or whatever. But outside of that, mm. nah, no more, no, no more freeness. The, mm. Then days, days are gone. Those days are gone. Yeah. But like, not free always like, um, so there's free where you don't get any money for it. But sometimes you can, like you alluded to, like um, getting connections or getting exposure or getting, you know, they're not paying you, but like you're getting a value from it. So I think like people just need to make the distinction. Okay, cool. If I'm not getting money, then what's the next best thing mm. outside of money that's going to have some value uh, to where I'm going because not not everything needs uh, money. Like you said, there's a time and place for money, but sometimes just someone having a word or you know bringing you into a conversation or giving you access. Access can sometimes be as good as money. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like kind of like cryptocurrency. Like it's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean like that Bitcoin yeah. thing? Like if you give me access to your, like your black book, we're good. We're Gucci. Like give me about the ten of your like ten of your main people and. Like I'll like say nothing. I would I will happily I'll happily do something. I happily like I'd even gift one of my trainers like whatever. Like I'll do a little kind of like kind of trade or something. But it always like people. I don't believe you're gonna get anything for free nowadays. Not I don't feel it in the society that we live in. I feel like there's always some sort of agenda mm. hidden hidden yeah. in there somewhere. It might not kind of come to the forefront straight away. But eventually they'll be like, oh, remember that favor I did? Remember that, what, what I did through that time? And it's like, people never forget either. So, yeah, I'm always skeptical when, when like, a deal is either too good to be true or not good enough. I feel like it's, always, it's either one or the other. What What's some of the big ways you can tell? Like, for me, like, when you get that, <laughs> you get that message, it's like, oh, it's stranger. Or like, or like, yeah. oh, yeah, it, it's been it's a while. Speak. Yeah, exactly. There's certain, certain ones that, you know, like, it's not like my today. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fam. What is a big stranger that you've never met before? That kind of that live in like your hidden inbox on Instagram. And like for me, I, I never click it, and I used to see the numbers go up, pics on it. But like, oh my god, I love your work, or oh, like, I'm like your shoot, you did a stick, and some guy asked me the other day in a DM, oh, I love your work. Can you fly me out? Can you fly oh. me out? Shout out to Young Miami. Is that what man's on? Getting flewed out, yeah. Crazy. Oh, man. Getting flewed out. Don't get me wrong. I have have done it. And that's why I almost wondered how he knew I did it because I didn't tell anyone I did it. I have done it once. But, like, but, but, um. And it was recently. So I was like, oh, maybe. I was like, oh, how did you know? But I just ignored it. I didn't even reply back. But I just just left it unread. I have a question. This person in question that we're not going to name or expose. Was it their first, like, was it the first time we really speaking to them? I'd never heard of him in my oh, life. Oh, wow. And I don't even know, like, he, I don't know, he's from, I think from, I assume from America, obviously, but man, man, I've never had any dealings, never got a picture, crazy. just came in from nowhere, and I was just like, yeah, Sugar Mama Mel, you know. Is that your saying there, you Coco? Yeah, no. That's my caution. Just want to pivot real quick though. Um, we were okay. having a conversation before. Kwame, <laughs> <laughs> we were having a conversation yeah. earlier um, about like heritage and like where you're from and that. And you're from the Caribbean, right? Yeah. Where about? All day, all day. Where, where about? Uh, Jamaica. Jeez, Jamaican, you get me. Um, Dominic, a little Jamaican. <laughs> 
Dope, man. But what, what we were actually talking about was like creatives, um, Caribbeans in the creative scene. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Like, if you, I, 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 I don't know. There's not many of us. Um, speaking to Yas, did Yas, like, how did this come up? It was speaking to Yas. Yeah, it actually yeah. came to the conversation that we had, Coco. Yeah, day. I was going to say, because yeah, we spoke last week and I just kind of was like, where are we? Like, I was like, where are we at? Like, yeah. Think it's wrong. Stay up on like, the gully side, then. Stay up on the gully side. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, really, quickly, I was like, there's no Caribbean creatives. Like, it just dawned on me a couple of years ago, which my friend is also in the industry as a photographer. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, girl, I was like, where are we in why the do streets? You, why do you think like, it is? I have my I own know, thoughts, but know, I'd like to I, hear what yours are. To be fair, it's something that I wonder all the time because I'm like, mm. we ha- we are as creative as as any other culture or, or ethnicity. So I'm like, why is that not what we've done? A part of me would say, to a degree, I think it's environment. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I definitely feel like if I maybe said to my mum and daddy like ten years ago, have a long go, oh, this is what I want to do, they wouldn't take me seriously. Yeah. But up until I, up until I'd say even. When I was job at ASOS, I think they always wondered, what does that girl do? Like, they never really understood it. Mm-hmm. I think that's from a generational standpoint. They were just... Oh, no. Oh, no. Ooh, yeah, no. like, the question... <laughs> now, now it's different. Now it's different. Now, now it's like, I'm like a novelty. Now it's like, oh, um, send me send me that picture. Send me that campaign you just did for Converse. Mm-hmm. I want to show my friends at mm-hmm. work. And I'm like, you're 70. Like, do your friends even know what Converse, who Converse even is, yeah. Dad? Like, I'm like, I'm like... So for me... It's funny now seeing the roles reversed and almost like them respect what I do. Mm. So for me, I definitely think it's environmental. I feel like growing up, I feel like being in the Caribbean household is different from different from being, I think, in a African household. Like my parents, as much as they provided me the opportunity to go to private school, mm. they weren't that like you've got to be a doctor, you've got to be a lawyer, you've got to be this. Like they weren't really on me like that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a bad thing necessarily, but I just think like they weren't so like vigorous in me like doing one of those one but, of those take my career but, path but wouldn't you say if they were more vigorous in that standpoint then like the fact that they weren't that allowed you to be more creative at school yeah, and, like, and to explore like different different uh avenues yeah no definitely so i'm obviously grateful for them in hindsight yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't like you know it. but i thought definitely i would say that i think that it might be down to the environment that we grew up in as, like you know, from Caribbean origins, I think mm. definitely kind of stems which kind of path we take. Yeah. And obviously, you said, like, I don't feel like in Caribbean kind of households necessarily that academic is really pushed on us. Because I didn't go to uni. My, all my brothers didn't go to uni. Like, none of us did, really. And it wasn't, it was never a problem. It was just earn your money, earn your keep any way you can. Yeah. And I think fundamentally, that was really, that was really at the forefront, like within my household. It really mm. wasn't, I it's kind of about what that, you did. That comes from a very old school mentality, I think. Um, if you look at like the Windrush, like our, our grandparents would have come over just to make money mm. to send back to Jamaica or wherever it is in the Caribbean, right? And I think that mentality was passed on to uh, their kids and our parents and our, and through us as well. It's like find a job, stay in it, make your money, and look after your people, like look after your family. And I think we lived to su- to survive. And, and if, if if anything, yeah. that's all we used to do. And I don't think it was like so like just do your thing and live sort of thing. It was more just like you live to survive. 
Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah. that's another that's that's another thing. I think that's played a, a, a part in how we've come to where we are right now. I guess. No, definitely. Mm. Uh, Caribbean kinfolk. All I can say is just time. <laughs> the United Islands of the Caribbean <laughs> are in this no, no. place. That's no, what no, we call honestly, him, Coco. That's what we call him. <laughs> to be hundred with you, though, I I I I I don't think for a second there's a dearth of creators from Caribbean or anywhere. I just think like maybe for now there's a couple of prominent ones from other backgrounds, mainly West African. But it's like I'm from South London. When I was younger, we were listening mm. to Graham. I was like, or even rap. I was like, wow, what are these rappers from South London, bro? You had Kano, you had Ghetto, you had all these men all from East, isn't it, bro? Yeah, yeah, but now yeah. in rap, the biggest rappers are from South London. You've got yeah. You got Captain Conan, yeah. Captain Peace Cadet. You mm. understand? You got like young, you got a bunch of man. And it's like, um, yeah, it just and like even even Drake, Drake made Drake Drake made Toronto cool. All it takes is one person in a couple that could be true, you. True. Oh, and maybe and maybe in a few years there's an explosion. But I, sometimes it's random. Sometimes it might be other mitigating factors. But I I, 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 I also don't think that those okay. like the creative field. And and this might not just be for Caribbean um, parents or, for, or households. I just don't think that we're told about the opportunities are in the creative field. You know what I mean? Like we're we're, we're very aware of. No, I'm, not, I'm just saying. I said I, I don't think it's exclusive to yeah. Caribbean okay, households. Okay, I think yeah. it's actually um, it's across black like um, black, the black community. We're not aware of the things that we can do in the creative industries, and a lot of the time we're just we just go into you know like banking banking like being a doctor, being a lawyer, all of those things. But we don't actually know that. You know what? You could be like a grip in a, a shoot or you can be a producer or you can be a writer. You can do these these types of things. You don't actually know that there's these jobs available. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's not like yeah, our no, parents are going to be like, hey, this is what you need to be doing. It's more like, just go get your job and bring back your money. Mm. Huh? It's kind of more, I think it's like kind of it's a latent thing. Oh. At the start, you get you don't get taught the wordsmith over there. Yeah, hey, everyone's on fire today, fam. Family right now in this chat is wild. But <laughs> 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 like everyone's trying to outdo each other. Moving slowly. mad, isn't it? Um, but but what I was saying is that um because it kind of comes on later on in life. So like initially, like I guess African and maybe Caribbean households, like you don't you don't get taught that path. You kind of have to find it on your own which is maybe why you're seeing recently there's like an African explosion because all those people went down a path of, you know, either doing banking and then realising it wasn't for them, then spending the years honing on their craft in order to have the success now. Whereas what you're describing here is maybe like from an early age, if I was on that path, then I would have blown a lot earlier. So I think it's more of a latent thing. And I think mm. there's beauty in that because you have to kind of... Uh, struggle and find your way like it's not like you went the path wasn't smooth yeah so you had to kind of find ways to get in mm. you had to but ultimately that innovation is kind of what is make bringing it to the forefront right now that's dope. that's a dope way to look at it that's a dope way to look at it but i think uh, i think also just having that understanding of what's out there from the very beginning like would help that's all i'm saying I also think as well, like, exposure has a lot to do with it. Mm. Like, I feel like even if you're out here doing, like, you know, in the creative industry, you know, as a person of colour or whatever, I think a lot of it has to do with the exposure that you maybe have or haven't got 
like at the point of your career. Like I feel like exposure for me had a lot to play with my work being recognised and people seeing it and, you know, finally clients reaching out to me rather than me sending emails and whatever to them. So I feel like the exposure definitely, I think, allows us to have our moment. And maybe, and maybe as Carmen said, maybe like, you know, from a Caribbean point of view, maybe like ours is next, but ours is to come kind of thing. And obviously for me, like any person of colour or BAME is a win. Do you know what I mean? In any way, shape or form, like I'm not mad at it. But I just definitely would definitely like to see peers alike mm. within the creative industry who have a you know a similar background to myself. I definitely would just I would just love to see more of it. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure, man. I was gonna yeah. say like Kieran, to your point, you, you yeah. spoke a little bit about like just not really knowing what's possible. But I think mm. the only issue is that we've only known music as kind of as yeah. like a creative outlet. Exactly, and that's paid dividends. Like you've seen a lot of success in that lane. But other mm. than that. You know, I think we're quite a unique bunch here. Maybe we're the pioneers of the movement, like we're the <laughs> I just think a lot of people don't necessarily see that or know about these roles. It's true. Interviews. It's true, man. No, it's true. No. It's true. They don't. They don't. But I feel like at all, they definitely didn't sell fashion. Do you mean that it wasn't like, you know, the fashion, it was like, well, what was it? Oh, it was uh, for me, lawyer or barrister or orthodontist. Yeah, they yeah. were the two things. Orthodontist. Crazy. What they do? And then when I when I was just bombing in my test, I was like, nah. I was like, who am I kidding? This isn't. This isn't. But, so for me, like, I think if I had been taught like kind of what was out there outside of maybe like you know academia, then I think mm. that definitely would have helped kind of maybe even push me into what I'm in from earlier, and maybe not be doing what I'm doing like yeah. as as late as, late as I am. Yeah, it's just like giving um, giving the awareness, right? Yeah, that's it. I just want to make a note that. Uh, the the like the, the main like the main script writer of your life had a crazy mind map. It could have been orthodontist, could have been stylist, could have been army. You were going to all possible. <laughs> uh, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what it was? I think lawyer and orthodontist came when I realized how much money was in it. That, that was when I, was, I got woke and I was like, okay, no. I was like, okay. I went, went to my mum's orthodontist office and I was like, he is rolling Mad. in the money. Like, I need some of that, but yeah, it just wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. Wasn't to say, Coco. I'm so like obviously, you know, you've been, you've definitely, you've definitely, like, you've definitely like cut your teeth, you know, with your experience and your and your and your work. Um, but like, and you know, you, before you spoke about, you know, when you were grinding, there wasn't really Twitter, it wasn't really Instagram, so to speak. Um, what was your? How did you? How did you get your? Star inspiration from back then, and if you can fast forward to now, what what, what kind of serves as your star inspiration right now? Because before you answer that, Kwame, you're a genius, you know. Man said cut your teeth because he's talking about orthodontists. Trust me, bro. Trust me. Trust me. I was waiting way for him to finish. I was waiting for him to finish. I was waiting for him to finish, bro. Bro, did you even mean to do that? If I'm being honest with you, I didn't. But but maybe it's the way his brain works. It's the way his brain works, bro. He's too sick, bro. Um, I think, John, I'm just trying to take in the question after that amazing pun. Um, oh my gosh. Can you drop it to me again? I don't even mean to be annoyed. Yeah, I said, I said basically that when you were coming up, there was no Twitter, no Instagram. That's and it. so what kind of served as your style inspiration? And if you could, like, could have, could, we could have so much of it now. What, what served as your style inspiration? Now? And when I mean so much of it, I mean, like, there's so, so much fashion and so much, like, so much, so much stylist. So how do you try to... Yeah. Or, or, yeah. I think so. 
my inspiration beforehand, I think, for me, actually, it would probably always be my mum. My mum, to me, is just, like, a fashion connoisseur. Like, she is just an absolute dom when it comes to fashion. Like, where she's, like, even dressed with my, my dad now, when they go out in their little, like, their little Sick. OAP, like, rave. They look lit. And I'm like, damn, like, you're really doing bits still. So my mum, I think, is always going to be, like, the OG style inspiration. But I think in terms of, like, translating that from a working aspect, I think for me, it's always, always been music, kind of going back to that music kind of like narrative. Like, I'm a massive music lover. Like, I love visuals. So, like, you know, coming up for me, like, Hype Williams, any of his videos were always so lit to me. It always was just like, when he did, like, you know, video with, like, Buster Rhymes and Janet Jackson, mm. and I was looking at it, like, a whole new world. And I was like, who knew, like, a, like a black paper, like, a black plastic bag could look so, so crazy? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's so... Then you fast forward so now, and you basically saw Skepta in that couple of years ago with Moncler. Moncler did yeah. things what Missy was wearing. So there's the, like that for me. Music videos was always the number one. Like always had like my VHS ready to record at MTV. Yeah. Even MTV Cribs, I record incessantly Sick. and watch it. Yeah, see. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's really out trying to. Everyone's really trying to outshine <laughs> each other, boy. Uh, I'm getting my dictionary, but I'm getting my dictionary. When you see it from the heart, so you know, it comes out. So they're the kind of stuff I used to really watch, like, really, like, like, down to, like, the last kind of drip. I was, like, watching it, like, yeah, to a T. So that's kind of my then inspiration. My now inspiration, I think, is Instagram and Pinterest. And also real life. Mm. Like, IRL, in real life. Like, walking down, like, Central or East or whatever, my eyes are always looking at people, like always just looking at, oh, okay, there's a sneaker. Wow, what edition is that? Trying to suss it out and just trying to get just like, a, I suppose, an understanding of like the person's attire and what they're wearing something and how I can even translate that into my wardrobe and also like like what I style as well. Mm. But definitely feel like social media has a lot, a lot to a lot to do with it though. For me, like obviously not being from London, I can't just go open my front door. I'm not in East. I'm not in Central. I have to find ways to connect myself to those individuals and to that kind of that audience so for me I'm always getting lost in social media like 3am I'm just in that like that flipping vortex of just content 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 I'm looking at a shoot say for a stylist I rate a stylist even in the competition like technically some people might say competition I'm looking at, at their work and seeing right who produced it I'm going to that producer's page I'm saving that producer writing an email the next morning. Like for me, the inspiration is it works in different in different kind of in different levels and different kind of aesthetics for me. That's a good point. Obviously today I'm just trying to inspire you, Coco, and uh, a couple of the other Hi <laughs> <laughs> Coco. Coco. Can, yeah. can we can we do a little session of drip or drum? Yeah, you're gonna have to teach me how to play it though. I'm not, I've never, <laughs> never done it. Based off of what you can see on our screens, is it, is it a drip or drum? Wait, each one of you. That's or terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we, 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 uh, we are getting trouble. Damn. Now, so if you need us to stand up and do a twirl. No, 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 no. I'm standing up. I got leads on my, on my, on my, on my. Yeah, <laughs> my situation. Well, I would, I'd have to. I say drip. Fact, drip all day long. But I'd have to say the drip connoisseur is. 
No, we're never going to hear the end of it. We are never going to hear the end of it. For matching The fact that he matches Jack. It looks like Carol Baskin, fam. We are never, ever going to hear the end of this. He's shimmying. He's shimmying. He's dancing. He's dancing. What is going on? Oh, this, man. this is a this is a this is a landmark episode for me. Kieran just knew the word. And to me, I'm going to say as well on record, this isn't this is biased because Stephen's a client. This is because he's actually dressed it like no, he's, he's made an effort. He's made, that he's made a big effort. I give you that. He's made an effort. Oh wait, is it is this a bigger effort than normal? No, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> wow. Is it the same Listen, this is this is Stephen on a daily basis. Thankfully. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. cool. Thankfully. Okay, good, okay, cool. You know he's going to cut this up and use this as a teaser now. I am the most drippiest. Stephen, what do you have to say, mate? How, how are you? It comes down to, like, years and years of, like, uh, just feel vindicated, really. You know, like, you know, like when Ruben Nisro finally scored against Arsenal and then all the emotions just came out at that moment. That's, it's, I, 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 in fact, need a moment. Like, if you could just give me... The, it's fine. Take it. Enjoy it. Oh, no. Have, have, have I created a monster? Of course oh, you have. He, he, of course he, you have. He's already been a monster. We we, 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 have, we have to try and, like, uh, would you put, chop him down to size, but now the <laughs> the, the ego's got to swell again. One day, I hope that your head can fit in the next the, the next square for the... I don't think it will be. I don't think it will. Okay, so I knew sunglasses would come in handy, just hiding back these floods of tears. <laughs> Jesus. Hate a blocker. <laughs> hate a blocker. <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. We love to see it. Man. I, I had a question that off just off that, like, is it possible in this day and age, is it possible for anyone to have like a bad start? So I feel like today, as long as that person's happy with it or they're doing their they're happy with it, then it's ultimately that's good. That's good style. Is there anything that's universally where I feel like ten years ago you'd universally said that's terrible? Whereas still today, like everyone's pushing the boundaries. Like, can you even say that someone has bad drip or is just as them? Yeah, like for me, like I, I think nowadays, I do feel like nowadays that social media is judge, jury, and executioner. Like mm. I feel like they like to be all three. I don't think that that anyone has the right nowadays to say what's yay and what's nay because I just feel like every like everyone is it could be a trendsetter within in their own rights. Like I think it's down to the individual. Um, but yeah, I suppose like for me, like there are like faux pas for me that yeah. I that I that I will never that I'll never accept that I always would. Like, would you oh. like to? Uh, exc- oh, um, <laughs> brand. Uh, yeah, so for me, like cross branding. It's, it's oh, oh yeah, no, no that yeah, that can't happen. One. For, yeah, forbidden you know, in with like I don't know, like Adidas EQTs on. Uh, I don't want to see that. If you like, can afford like, one brand track, but you can afford the same brand's chain on. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> just don't wear a sock. In that way, I can't judge you. Forbidden yeah. combinations, like, yeah. Uh, uh, and then also for me as well, like like with sock, I have a thing with sock, like a real thing. That for me, I don't like to see. Like if you went ankle sock, I don't want to see it. If that mm. makes sense, like I don't like seeing it. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah, 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 ye
what's the point? Either have all of a sock yeah. or have no sock. This middle middle ground thing is it's fugly. It's not There's no place. There's no place for it. Don't rate I it. agree. Yeah, they're my two like main gripes, I would probably say. I don't like. But no, no in your thing. I don't think there is a right and a wrong. I don't think that nowadays anyone can really say what's what's hot, what's not. But I just feel like social media have given itself the authority to do that no matter what. Mm. Um yeah, I don't I don't think so. I'm sure some survivor people don't rate. And that's fine, like, you know, they're not me, they're not buying it, so it's fine. Fair. So on you mentioned earlier about how technology has played a role. Um for some of the people out there looking to get into styling or feel like that might be a path for them, like what tips would you have for them in this day and age when there's probably never been a time when they've had so much uh, arsenal to work with? I would definitely say follow, follow, connect, DM, save, whatever you need to do. Anyone that you see, like you kind of, you know, you want to get into the industry and see people that they admire, definitely, definitely connect with them in any way, shape or form. You know, like a picture, comment underneath it. Like you don't know, a lot of people that I end up having as assistants, that's how they reached out to me was because they liked my work such following me. Not saying, not saying I follow them back and I really kind of registered you know, what they're doing and what they wanted to do. But it was like, if they DM me, I'd always take the time out to read people's DMs, you know, no matter no matter what. And if I could help them, I couldn't help them, I'd always respond. So for me, I definitely think that connecting is like the number one attribute that I think people could definitely benefit benefit from with social media. Um, and, I, you know, earlier on, as I said, again, like DM, like said DM, so I do what you've got to do. Like, but also connect on platforms like LinkedIn and The Dots. So people just take you really seriously, I feel like in this day and age, like amplify your like your like people's awareness for you. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like like doing those stuff on social media is great, but it can get lost, it gets the market's so saturated, it can get lost so easily. Whereas now if I see someone following me in LinkedIn, I want to take the time to really be like, Oh, well, who are they? Who what's this person about? Yeah, and yeah, trying yeah. to you know, understanding of who they are creatively. And I feel like those two kind of platforms really help help do that and help kind of bring creatives together in Instead of organic way, I mean, it doesn't have to be a follow or whatever. It could just be a simple message on LinkedIn that connects people and you know gets people kind of excited, as, um, you know, for other people, other other um, each other's work. Sorry, it make, makes a lot of sense, and I think, um, like like you said, there's, they've got so much at their fingertips, and right now we're all in like the lockdown period. Um, how have you had to adapt in terms of like what you're normally doing, you know, styling or shoots and, you know, how do you see the effect of this a bit more long-term? So for me, I think I'm always, like for me, there's no, there's not any difference because I'm always on 10. Like I, like my mentor, when I say that, I mean like my, my, um, like my working attributes, like I'm always looking for the next client, like the next kind of concept or the next bit of inspiration. So for me, like, being in lockdown is actually quite, I, I rate it. Like, I really like it. I'm a homebody by nature anyway. So being home is fine for me. So I've kind of transitioned. I haven't had to transition, sorry. It's just been, a, it's just been like another another day in the life of nothing's really changed for me. But, like, so I still send out press packs. I still send out my emails. Every Monday I'll do a whole batch of emails that I'll save and draft and send out throughout the week. Nice. And connect with new people. Some people on Instagram, I'll save them. And then I'll try and find their email email address because not everyone has a business account on Instagram. Mm. So if I can't find if I can't find an email, if I go on Twitter, I can't find it, I will then send them a DM 
and then if they don't they don't look at it in two days, I'll send them um, a comment. I'll ask a picture, I'll comment it, and say DM check, just to give them a bit of a nudge. Because that's the only way I feel like people can come to them see your... That's the hustle, man. That is a yeah. Like, for me, it doesn't, like, honestly, being in lockdown has made no difference to my work ethic, honestly. Sure, it's yeah. exactly the same. What, all it means is, I know you see my message. That's all <laughs> it means. Now I know you can't tell me, oh, I'm on a shoot. No, no, you're not. You're sitting down, filming mm. at home. There's no excuse now that I don't get a response. I don't get a response, I'm pushing for one. And that literally is all I've been doing. But then obviously, okay. huh? Could, could you, like, could you share maybe, like, a success story of anything that's happened within that vein because I feel like a lot of people they don't shoot their shot because they're just like oh, this person ain't gonna read it so like interested yeah. to see what's worked for you oh what um I'm trying to think like a new story an old story I'm kind of there's, there's been a couple thankfully um Joe you know actually I'll say let's I'll do, do you an old one so speakers and stuff I did their creative direction um on their social stuff for like a year freelancing um, prior to me going to ASOS and that actually helped me get the ASOS job was because I had that that kind of um, portfolio yeah as well as co-sign so I basically saw a girl who worked for them freelance and she was doing bits I was like okay that's cool but I knew that I could do my little piece as well I, I knew that we could basically coexist I knew that I didn't want to bunk her out of push her out of what she was doing because you know that was her kind of her lead but I knew that I could also do a little thing so I saw that she credited the creative director in uh, in Stockholm. And I was like, let me just send him a DM real quick. DM'd him. I don't even remember if he saw it. I think I might have found his email address. So I kind of doubled up. And then he, he was like, actually, yeah. He goes, you know what? He's like, you haven't done anything like of this caliber. He's like, but let me let me see what I can do. Let me see what I can kind of offer you. Came back to me and was like, okay, the Air Max 97s are dropping. The Silver Bullet, like the, the, like the, the re-release a couple of years back. He was like, got this shoe, like, it's yours if you want it, but, like, the budget is, like, like, it's just a, like, kind of second, like, not really there. Me being me, calm. To pay for my travel, pay my 24 quid, you got me. And, and, and I can blag the rest of the team, I can get the rest of the team there on paying for the travel if you can, like, if you let me do this for you. He's like, all right, cool, bet, do it, see what you can do. Smashed out, done the shoot in one day, got the edits back the next day, went through the select. Sent them over to him, and he was like, "All right." He was like, "You know, that was worth worth doing." He's like, "Okay, cool. Say nothing." The year we did, and then we started working together for the rest of the year. So I feel like if I hadn't done, if I hadn't taken that step and kind of almost tread like trodden on unearthed territory, mm. I wouldn't have get opportunity. And that opportunity then wouldn't have led me to ASOS, and then ASOS wouldn't have led me to where I am now. So I feel like it's all like a kind of like a you know a domino effect, as it were. So. Mm. That's yeah. When I like, you know, I shot my shoot and it, you know, and it paid off. Nice man. Yeah. Nice. It's like those... putting. Sorry, like going back to the point point we were making earlier about putting yourself in those situations. The universe almost allows you to continue progressing. You know what I mean? Positively. Yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen. Go do your head. Huh? No, no. I think that. Um... Yeah. yeah. On my part, I think that was all I wanted to say. We've all had those similar stories. I've been doing it a lot recently, just like following up. And like LinkedIn's a really, really good one because I don't know what people, are, I find people are more receptive on that platform. Um, yeah, IG as well, um, a bit of a long one because everyone's on IG, so I guess everyone's got mountains of DMs. But um, LinkedIn and just hitting up people cross-platform, I think is like a really 
a good way to stand out because if you see someone that's constantly blowing up it's just like okay cool i need to hear them out like what's so urgent and to your point no one is uh, busy right now like um and obviously you're way more patient than i am i'm so petty as well if there's someone that doesn't reply to me that is not doing anything <laughs> i think someone did it the other day I was like, oh, i guess you must be busy right obviously not so busy but like, i'm so petty like that so don't be like me I said, I guess she must be busy, right? Moral of the story. Wow. Don't leave Steven on red. I have been petty, but it's just like, I just now have to, like, I'm learning how to navigate the system. Some people I will be petty with if if that rapport is there. If I've never dealt with them before, I'm not going to want to kind of poke the bear. So, yeah. Never mind. Um... I'm about to go to China. No, listen. Um, uh, so obviously, Coco, you know, like we're all, we're all like dealing with this lockdown around the world, and you just celebrated your birthday not too long ago, and I'm sure you would have had you had a, a quite a lively Zoom party. You would have had a, probably an even better thing in real life, I, IRL. What's the first thing you think you will do to celebrate once quarantine is over? Oh, to celebrate. Mm. Um. Yeah. Do you know what I think? I think having uh, probably like a date night of some of some you know, some form with the uh, with my boyfriend. We've already said to go to our favorite restaurant and probably like a day worth of just shopping. Probably I don't know. Do you YouTube in twenty twenty all them years after? Well, <laughs> obviously having a birthday, like he can't, he couldn't go out and get me anything really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he can only get so much delivered to the house. So. After we'll have to see, but yeah, um, probably eating, eating and shopping are probably my main main two. But I think from a working point of view, getting back on set, like the FOMO is so it's so real. Like my my palms are itching. Like I'm like if people I want to work with, I'm like I need to kind of I need to keep it going. I think pre lockdown, I actually hadn't had a day off in six months Jeez. because I left ASOS. The day I left ASOS was like the 30, 30th of August, twenty nineteen. And I was on my campaign. I was on a campaign shoot the first of September, and I haven't stopped since then. It's been continual, back to back to wow. back. And I've been grateful for it because I thought I'd have that opportunity to actually have, like that that kind of continue, 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 uh, continuation. But it's been really, really solid. So for me, COVID nineteen, it kind of allowed me to actually like recharge and reset, and just kind of like take a bit of time try and kind of just get myself a, a bit like back together and yeah from like a mental point of view like a wellness point of view um but yeah okay no i, I definitely hear that you, you definitely have this mantra mindset where it's like you're 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 like a go-getter and you yeah. could kind of like if you so you know for some people it's like i love it man it's so sick for, for some people it's like if 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 if, if, if you you can't take the heat, then you should get out of the kitchen. But you're fully in that kitchen. You're there. Oh, yes. My you're head's there. There chopping the onions and all sorts. All up in the, all up in all the appliances. And yeah. now, speaking of kitchen, very important question. <laughs> yeah, bro. Plant, I saw it coming. I saw it coming. <laughs> no, no, planting or planting. Oh, actually, I already said to Yaf, I was, was going to come on here and address this. Address? Wow. Oh, yeah, Coco, because... let the people know. Coco, let the people know. I, I remember I messaged. I did the episode. It was the whole thing. Plantain or whatever. It's planting. Uh, and yes, you don't say 
maintain or maintain. Like I know Thank you. Bro, it's got nothing to do with planting. It's, it's planting. Planting. It's the enunciation. Planting. Fact. Our honorary planting. United Islands of the well, Caribbean member, Coco Mel, has, has spoken. It is planting. Yeah, and actually, I actually came on the podcast and like, the first thing I was going to address was that but don't we worry we got so there good. in the end we were here we got there in the end yeah, I'm, 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 and Jeanette were, were here full of journey and Jeanette glad we got clarity just ruined it just ruined it Coco thank you so much man thank you so much for coming through we appreciate your time man we appreciate your time I'm looking forward to do this this has definitely like brightened up my week I'm definitely out now to the rest of the week for sure jeez oh nice you're listening to the Out of Home podcast with your boys, Kieran, Kwame, Yaf, Stephen, and the one and only Coco Mel. Cheers. Thank you. Amazing. Much love, much love, much love. Much love. Thank you, guys. You're welcome, Thank man. Take it easy. Yeah, that really good, that. Have a nice evening. You too. Love, gang. You London boys are crazy. All right, come on. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 